Yo, man, it's a lot of brothers out there flaking and perpetrating, but scared to kick reality. Yo, Dre, you've been doing all this dope producing. You had a chance to show them what time it is. So what you want me to do? Do. What's up, everybody? Cyclopedia Hip Hop Podcast. I'm your host, Eclectic. You can follow the show, Twitter, and Instagram, Encyclopedia HH. HH is for hip hop. Um, This episode is about Dr. Dre. Um, it might be a little different than um, than everyone else's opinion on Dr. Dre, but this is mine. It's my show. So listen. First heard Dr. Dre on Turn Off the Lights, World Class Wrecking Crew. Um, he, he name dropped himself there. Heard it. Then I got Dope Man and Eight Ball. It was the maxi single. Um, her fat girl. Um, then in WA. So in WA, I thought Dr. Dre was the DJ. And in WA, he wasn't. Yellow was. Then what did he do? We didn't care about producers back in the eighties. No one, no one gave a shit. Um, found out he made the beats. <laughs> he wasn't a rapper. There were only two rappers in the group, Ren and Cube. And you count DLC, we're definitely not counting Arabian Prince. Um, so he made beats. So NWA beats and Easy Beats were dope for what they were. But was that supposed to be wild that he took, like, We Want Bootsy <laughs> and put the word easy in it? Yeah. Now, the bass... On Boys in the Hood, it was crazy. Dope Man was um, fucking Funky Worm, Ohio Players, and um, and Cube's other group, CIA. 8-Ball was Go See the Doctor and Public Enemy. He ain't lying. I love sampling. Sampling was great. NWA samples and, and, and beats were all funk. They were Funkadelic, Gat Band, drums, obviously, Funky President, a lot of Public Enemy. I give him props for using the fuck out of uh, Ruthless Villain by Ren on uh, Easy Does It. He used that in just about every song. Um, the funk samples, they, they were subtle. Then by the time we got the Niggas for Life, it was, it was ridiculous. But a lot of those joints were basically instrumentals or remakes of Parliament joints. Then especially the Chronic. Funky Worm, Atomic Dog, Mothership Connection, Let's Play House, P-Funk Wants to Get Funked Up, Adolescent Funk. Look, anyway, the real reason I thought of doing this episode is Dre doesn't do well with people who can really rap outside of the DLC. He might get a single over here and there, but that's what it is. Look, it was written by Nas. Nas is coming it was okay. They gave him the firm, and people were like, man, what? <laughs> it wasn't the lyrics that made it a disappointing album. Now, in retrospect, the album wasn't so bad, but when it came out, people was like, yo. And you get put it like this. It wasn't the it wasn't the rhymes. Take the firm album. And get all acapella of the firm album as it was. 
and put them over Primo Beats. That album is a classic. It's a hands-down classic. Get all the acapella of The Firm and put it over Pete Rock Beats. It's a hip-hop classic. He got one off a of phone tap. And all the other good songs on The Firm was uh, Tone and Polk or L.E.S. He ain't lying. Not Dre. And then when he went to that string classical Been There Done That shit and left the funk, it was all whatever. I like Been There Done That. And that was it. Anyway, MCs, he doesn't do well with. Rakim. He wasted Rakim's time and talent. Rakim went and signed up in 2000. They said the album was going to be called Oh My God. Now, that's a fucking title. A Rakim album called Oh My God. Come on. 2003 came, and there was no album. (laughs) And Rakim left. Air quote, creative differences. I remember hearing that Dre said that Rakim was having problems with writing and doing the hooks and the chorus. When the fuck has Rakim ever done hooks or choruses? Name the song. Name when he did the hook on a damn song. Go ahead. Pay them full. Follow the leader. Let the rhythm hit him. Don't sweat the technique. Give me the hook that he did. Give me the chorus that he crushed. They were like, they wanted him to be more gangster in the street. I don't know what fucking Rakim you was expecting. When did Rakim ever kill someone on wax? He was the Punisher and didn't do anything that tough. (laughs) It was just lyrically. He lyrically killed everybody. But then, 2003, like I said, he left. Get Rich, Dottron came out. They said that all of those beats were Rakim's beats. And notice what was on every fucking Get Rich or Die Trying song. Rapping and a fucking chorus hook singing whatever the fuck. But also, go back to Get Rich. The songs where 50 really rapped weren't produced by Dre. They weren't. The Chronic is everybody's favorite shit. I don't think it's better than either of the NWA albums or the DLC album, hell, or the Above the Law album, but depending on when you were coming up and what age and blah, 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 that album is a classic, but it's not. That album is a time capsule. It is not a timeless classic. It's a snapshot of what was going on right then And when you want to remember exactly 1992-93, that's the album. You listen to that, it's a time capsule. You go back, that's what it is. No one is throwing on a nigga with a gun, a little ghetto boy, just off a whim like you would even Gangsta Gangsta by NWA. You're just not. The Chronic Joints sound more dated than both NWA joints. Hold up. Because those, well... Straight out of Compton. Timeless. Some. Look, then 2001 was even worse. But depending on when you were coming up, blah, blah, blah. I hear people saying 2001 was better than The Chronic. I don't know. He gets props for, I guess, hearing Bumpy's anime at once. <laughs> if Dre wasn't the famous producer from NWA, I don't think he'd be revered as he is now. That's just me. Strike one. Smoke weed every day. He let 
Let It Be Known remake a top three hip-hop classic song. Ugh. Strike two, he ruined the Firm album. Strike three, he wasted Rykem. Unforgivable. Also, he slapped D. Barnes. Fuck that nigga. I'm out. And with your wrinkled pussy, I can't be your lover. <laughs>